0: be. Johnny Grimes, thank you for coming back. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, to talk about Furnace Fest round two, man. This is awesome. Can't believe it. Back again. And thanks for these little... Uh, you brought us some cool posters and these little pins and stuff. Yeah. And, man. Um, man, I was surfing through your social media uh, earlier today, surfing through Instagram, and I think I saw somebody actually has a Furnace Fest logo tattooed. What? On their, on their <laughs> ankle, yeah. Well, yeah, there's
1: actually quite a few people who, who got the tattoo. The problem is... Um, the other guys, not myself, decided to do a rebrand oh, no. after one year in, and so that's the old logo. Oh, so, so it's not yeah. the same logo. <laughs> Come on, like, are so, you serious? So now everybody's got to, you know, get the the new one, uh, the, the new, new one, one, the upgraded one. one. I'm like, geez, guys, like we already changed it year one, and so now all of these uh, these people's uh, tattoos are out of date. Oh, sorry, guys. Now
2: is this a like a Subway brand deal where like if you get the Furnace Fest, you get free entry every year? That's a is it? That's not to put you on the spot. No, um, we have not thought about that, but maybe. Okay. I just see all these people with subway tattoos. You get free subway sandwiches for
0: oh, life. really? Like Are you serious?
2: Big back pieces. Uh, I'm like, oh, okay.
0: Fun, I, right? I'm I'm not up on the subway tattoo. I'm not either, but yeah, I yeah, get
2: a big foot long on your on yes. your back. It's like a six inch tattoo on your back. And um, that's hilarious.
0: I, I wouldn't wow. do it. But I dude, wouldn't do it either. That's hardcore, man. Yeah. I don't know if there's any restaurant I like enough to get a tattoo. Yeah, for real. But that's cool that that's saying a lot as far as the, the festival goes, yeah. man. People are die hard. Now, yeah. speaking on the logo, was this the logo back in the 90s? No, it no. wasn't.
1: Um, okay, so yeah. this
0: was specific to the 2020.
1: Yeah, so one specific year. to it, Joey Seals, who's actually a really good friend of mine, um, designed that logo, and we used it for one year. Okay. <laughs> one whole year. Yeah. I like it's a this cool one. logo, I though, man. It. I dig it. This is by far my, my favorite. Now, Charles, who redesigned this one, is amazing. Yeah, what's incredibly, the new one? Incredibly talented. Well, basically, it's the, the, the X's are gone, which I don't. So that's it? That's the only Well the- that and then the the Fs are a little bit different. So click let's on the scroll down and let's see if we can find it. There uh, it is. Okay, yeah, yeah top left.
2: I yeah. mean that's
1: pretty similar. It's
0: similar. No X's though. Yeah. So two it's Fs in just- a square. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, cool, man. Well, it's great to have you back. Thank you for uh, yeah, coming back on. And we're only a few weeks out um, from Furnace Fest 2022. Yeah. Uh, so I had hinted at when the first time that we had you on and talked about Furnace Fest, and you kind of gave us the whole history of, sure. of the show. And so I don't want to go too much back into that, but I would encourage anybody who's listening or watching this episode, definitely check that out because uh, it was really cool and probably one of our most popular episodes, to be honest. It really? Yeah, it was yes, rad, it was. yeah, man. It, it really did well. So Wild. Um. But uh, how how are things going this year? And and yeah. And I guess where I was going with that question earlier, I had asked you when you were on, are you guys going to do a second furnace fest, or is this just a one off? Yeah. And you were kind of just vague about it, like, well. and so yeah. And
1: so my question is, when did you guys decide? Right. Oh, we're doing this again for sure. Yeah. So to answer your second question first, I mean, we were talking about it. Uh, would we be interested in doing a, a second year? Um, but to be honest with you, we were just really focused on on last year's festival, so 2021. And um, as we got closer to the festival, we were like, okay, this is, you know, we're really enjoying ourselves. And we were just super excited about the community that was just really um, took shape over the course of the year and a half. And it was amazing to see the, the outpouring of support. And, um, and we're like, okay, if we don't miserably fail, okay, leading up to the festival, we will make a, like a game-time decision. And I, we've, you know, a couple of weeks out, we we're like, okay, like we feel like we're going to do this. But the week of is when we finally sat down and said, absolutely, we're doing this again. Wow. And so, yeah, I mean, it was a game-time decision. We were talking about it, you know, a few weeks, maybe a month ahead of time, but we made that decision, you know, I think the week of the festival, if I remember correctly. Cause I, I would assume
0: by that point, you kind of got a good, you know, the ticket
1: sales and you kind of yep. got an
0: idea of how many people are, how many people attended uh, furnace fest in 2021. So
1: we sold, uh, we sold maybe 9,800 tickets or so, which is crazy because we, we were like, okay, let's just put 3000 tickets on sale. <laughs> Literally. We were just going to try to sell out the shed stage and then that be it. Um, and then covid happened and a bunch of things changed we were like instead of like dialing it back we were like well let's add a big main stage in the field and so we expanded capacity but because of the delta variant and the kind of the uptick in covid i think we probably had about 8500 people show up okay and so um, maybe maybe 80 maybe 87 or so I'd have to look at the numbers, but it wasn't as many as as tickets we sold. So, is that pretty common? I guess most times. Yeah, it's for, for any event. You it's always common. sell more than. You yeah, it's have common to that because you know things happen the sure. week of or the day of, or, and people just can't make it. So, um, but yeah, so I, probably in the gates at any point in time, tickets sold was. Between eighty-five and eighty-seven, but then we had guest lists and bands and and all that, so there were there were a, a lot more, um, a healthy crowd of about eight thousand oh, yeah. at any given time. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. a lot of people. Dude, it is a lot. Wild, of people. Man. it was amazing. Yeah. So what about this year? What are what are the sales? Ticket sales are down from last year, and and we kind of had that feeling that it wouldn't be as big. Really? We, well, because. Well, we didn't actually. We planned. We were like, well, let's just go a little bit bigger. And um, but the we when the mark when the in like when the economy started turning uh, earlier this year, we we kind of knew that we were going to be in a in a world of hurt. And in the music industry and in the and the festival industry specifically, we saw it really start taking a nosedive you know, with some really big festivals that were not pulling the numbers that they thought they would. And they, they normally did. And so wow. we're like, man, we're, we're, we may be, we may just need to plan accordingly. And so there were a cusp- couple of festivals that did about half of attendance that they were expecting. And so, um, so at that point in time, a few months ago, we were like, okay, let's, let's figure this out. If we're not gonna, if we're not gonna hit our projections then how do we still put on an amazing festival and, um, and pay for it and do all those things? And so yeah. that's really uh, been our whole focus uh, over the past few months. I mean, I, I've told people who've asked that same question. I said, well, planning a music festival in a global pandemic – was way easier than planning a music festival in a global recession. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, the economy is is really weird right now. And then with the cost of everything that's up, travel, say, yeah. food, gas, I mean, everything is so much more expensive than it was last year. And the government's not giving money out. And so people just are like, well, we're strapped. And so um, we either can't afford you know, the plane ticket or the gas or those types of things. And so we've talked to so many people who had those same challenges and, uh, and thankfully we, as a, you know, as a company, we're like, well, how can we help you? You know? Yeah. Um, and we're actually interesting enough. We're, we're discussing, and it'll probably be live before this podcast goes live about offering some type of financial assistant component to, to the festival. Whoa. And so, yeah, I'm hoping that we can work those details out. Um, about 90% sure that we're going to be able to do it. But to be able to have just some type of form online that you can click and say, hey, I would love to come, but uh, I can't afford the ticket and travel. Kind of tell us your story, and, uh, and we're going to figure out a way, if we can, to get those people there. Dude, so. that's incredible. Yeah, really what cool. music festivals? The is
0: not doing I, that. Not that. You know what, what I mean? Lollapalooza's yeah. not doing that. Yeah. <laughs> what can we do to get you here? We yeah. want you to come have a good time. Yeah. Um, well, the lineup looks killer, man. Yeah, and it's, it's amazing. And so one thing we were talking about before uh, you arrived was just looking at the different bands and stuff. Some really cool bands, bands I'm excited about. Um, some throwbacks, for some sure. Some throwbacks, for yeah, sure. Of course, no that's kind of the the name of the game as far as yep. Furnish Fest goes, it's throwbacks. But uh, it's not just – It's I don't know. Maybe last year was it just seemed really like – Heavy, you mm-hmm. know what I mean, like oh, yeah. a lot of hard-hitting bands and stuff. Yeah. But like one of the headliners, Manchester Orchestra. So it's yeah. not oh, necessarily yeah. all like metal bands Rider. and like you know hardcore bands and stuff. Yep. It's like, um is there a difference this year versus last year as far as like variety of music, or would you say it's just?
1: No, I think it just happened that way. Just kind that of there way. were a little bit more indie rock focus than Newfound Glory. Newfound Glory, which is an amazing punk band, and played two thousand and one. And so um, we definitely we tried to get the, those guys to play last year, but they were on a tour in California, so they couldn't make it. But um, and they were always a kind of a fan favorite of the Furnace Fest crowd back in the early 2000s. And so to have them is amazing. But Man, Manchester Orchestra, man, we just all of us every single one of the the Furnace Fest team loves Manchester and they do it's an interesting band because they do have this kind of cross appeal to to the kind of hardcore and indie rock community i mean uh, they
2: have some heavy songs they
1: do especially their older stuff yes. and so you can tell that they've been significantly influenced by by hardcore and indie rock and, and emo, you can definitely yeah. tell that, especially in their early stuff. So to be able to get those guys to come, I mean, it's just a short trip from Atlanta, but uh, it, that was uh, that meant a lot to us. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know they were – I guess they're based out of Atlanta. Yeah, they are. Sweet. Yeah. Right, learn something. How
0: much time goes into – you said that you guys were pretty gung-ho the week of the 2021 festival yeah. about – hey. This is awesome. We definitely mm-hmm. got to do this. And I don't see, you said you had fun doing it. To me, it just seems like a logistical nightmare. Daunting. Yeah. Yeah, Daunting. Yeah. And, and with all the other things, you know, yep. having your own life and all the other facets of your, your world trying to put on this festival. Yep. So tip my hat to you. Thanks. But how much time does it take? I'm just interested in, like, how do you get a band like Manchester Orchestra or Newfound Glory, or um, how much time goes into prep? I mean, do you spend the whole
1: year lining up the bands? Yes, absolutely. We started we started contacting bands. I think three days after the festival ended last year, so we started working on this festival the the next week. And so you're riding we, the wave, well, you know, yeah. riding the <laughs> hype and stuff. Well, it, we had almost two years to plan that event because of COVID and the postponement. Sure, okay. uh, actually a little over two years, and uh, and we knew that we had less than a year to plan this one and so um and we knew from experience that it just t- it takes absolutely so much it takes absolutely all of your energy as much time as you could possibly put into it like i mean we really tried to get in front of everything and i'll be honest with you we're we're what 31 days out mm-hmm. at, from today the time of this recording and and they're uh, absolute. absolutely a ton of things that need to be done between now and then. <laughs> and so we're all a little bit stressed and and running around and acting crazy, but um but yeah, so I mean it takes a lot logistically. That's where I shine. I love that stuff. And so that's kind of my gifting. I love to make things happen. And we've got a really good team on the ground here in Birmingham who helps from a logistical standpoint. But as far as the bands, I mean, it's they're relatively accessible, to be honest with you. I mean, they have. I was about to
0: say, if I wanted to put on a festival in my backyard, can really? I just call up
1: Manchester's <laughs> okay. management and be like,
0: "Hey guys, yeah. what's it
1: going to take to get you absolutely to this, I mean, this
0: barbecue I'm you having?" You
1: don't you don't call them up; you just email them, and okay. so yeah. um, and they've got you know booking agents, touring agents, managers, and so there is this, which is. It's not necessarily a great thing, but there are there are so many different layers these days. Sure, Mm. when 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 Furnace Fest happened in two thousand, you were just talking to the band. You know, it was rare that any of those bands had any type of touring management or booking management or anything like that. But, yeah. You know, um, and so you were just talking to them, saying, "Okay, we just got message on Instagram." Yeah, something. we got we got eight hundred bucks, you know, to pay you. Right. I think it was MySpace at that point in time. MySpace, oh, MySpace. Yeah, 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 it was MySpace. So. Two thousand, um, yeah. And then Live t- journal. Yeah. yeah. And so um, it's. Uh, you don't. They're, they're, the band themselves are not easily accessible, but their management is. And right. so, just send them an email and say, "Hey, we're looking at these dates. You know, do they have availability? If so, how much is it going to cost?" And then you say, "Well, mm, that, that's way too much, <laughs> you know." And so you just start, you know, negotiating and working out the details of that. So,
0: what's it going to take to get a Blink One Eighty Two reunion at Furnace Fest? Oh, <laughs>
1: yeah. It, yeah. it would never <laughs> happen at Furnace Fest. First <laughs> yeah. of all, we don't have the space. But second of all, I mean, it would be easy, a million dollars. Oh, okay. Wow. Easy. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, yeah. that's
0: crazy, man. Minimum. Bloody.
1: Yeah. That's insane. I mean, Paramore is getting a million dollars, uh, you know, for the, what is it, We Were Young Festival. Um Are you guys competing with any other big festivals this time of year? Well, no, because, I mean, well, there are plenty of festivals that are happening, but it's just a, a different animal for us. I mean, Riot Fest has a lot of the similar bands, but it's Riot Fest. I mean, I think they have like 80,000 people. Where that come is that at? In. It's in Chicago. Okay. And so, I mean, they've got the Misfits, you know, oh, with Glenn wow. Danzing. I mean, they've got, I think, is it Smashing Pumpkins? I can't remember, but I mean, their lineup is insane. Wow. And so, um, so, yeah, there's... I, mean, I guess you kind of know the bands that that work for this type of deal.
0: Right, right. Like it, you're not going after Alice in Chains or some no, other band. No, okay.
1: That would be kind of cool. But, that would be really cool. But I no, that. I mean, we we know um, we're a smaller festival, and, so, and we're an independently-ran festival. So a lot of these festivals are backed by Live Nation or AEG or... You know, some massive company that has millions and millions and millions of dollars behind it. We absolutely are not. (laughs) We are four guys who are just trying to make it happen. That's it. That's insane. Yeah, but I mean, I would, I would think like some of those other festivals probably started out like an independent deal. You got to start somewhere. Oh, Riot Fest absolutely did. I mean, they were such this kind of DIY punk rock festival in Chicago, and they're still cool. I love Riot Fest, and um, and then uh, there's a really big festival. Uh, is it in Virginia Blue Ridge Festival? I don't know about that. Um, yeah, they've got like huge, like I, m- there's like too many festivals. Mall metal. Those. Like festivals
0: are like just everywhere. They the, yeah, like they are country.
1: everywhere. So um, there's some big ones out there, but I mean, we don't compete with those guys because we're just not them. Well, dude, <laughs> not, not you never yet. know, man. You may get a phone call. Live Nation's like, hey, man, we dig what you're doing
0: in Birmingham. Like, yeah. we want let's Eden. partner up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, let's help you guys out. Uh, Going back to the team, uh, you're the only one I've really spoke to or know mm-hmm. that's part of the
1: Furnace Best crew. Um, it's you and three other guys yeah. that are doing this. Yep. So, yeah, Chad Johnson, dear friend of mine and partner, he's the founder. So he started an independent record label in Birmingham when he lived here called Take Hold. And um, he signed Under Oath. He signed Me Without You. Um, he signed all these bands to their first record deal. And so Me Without You and Under Oath went on to – Crazy, yeah. So, so huge, you know, numbers of records. And um, did we talk about that last time? I don't. I don't know if we did. I don't know. Yeah. Well, no, we did. We did. We talked a little bit about it because we talked about the scene back in the '90s and and those types of things. But so yeah, he's the founder and started that record label. And he, he, you know, he had the brilliant idea. Well, let me just plan a music festival so I could put my bands on with these other great big bands like Dillinger and Newfoundland wasn't that big at that time but like andrew wk and all, all all those these bands and so and then my bands will get some recognition and it just ended up um like we saw last year it just ended up kind of being this really cool experience you know it's a couple thousand people that were there but it really turned into this cool little community of people who had a blast the entire time and so um, so yeah, that's that, our founder um, is Chad, uh, myself, uh, another guy named Ryan Luther, who is based out of Nashville as well. Uh, Chad lives in Nashville, at least for the time being. I'm trying to convince him to move back to Birmingham.
0: Hey, Birmingham's
1: we got a lot going pop, on. Birmingham's it, calling. Yes, Birmingham is what's yes. up. Yeah. yeah, and so um, and Ryan handles a lot of our booking, and so he's reaching out to these agents and talking to them, and um, And then Mike Ziemer, who is based out of Dallas, he owns a production company called Third String Productions. They promote shows in Dallas. And so we brought him on as a partner as well. So that's the four of us. Wow.
0: Yeah. Now, I know there's probably other people that are involved. Whoever's uh, handling like your – the videos and stuff that I see you guys post to Instagram and your whole social mm-hmm. media, really cool, man. Like, doing a really good shout Well, that's job. Shout good out to hear your...
1: because we're just piecing that stuff together. As Dude, we
0: I don't know. I was watching some of the little edits you guys were doing and yeah. the footage, and I guess, I mean... With the last year's festival, did you hire photographers and videographers that came out or were people just bring their cameras? That was, that's and like, what was
2: so sick is because the day of the festival, as soon as the like that evening, there would be a highlight reel yeah. from that day. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just like, how do they do it's so
0: Did
1: y'all plan I, that or is that yeah, just yeah? So happened? so we had a guy, his name's Hunter, oh, what's Hunter's last name? He's from Dallas, so he was connected to Mike incredibly talented, super sweet guy. And so he came out and just did all that stuff. I mean, insanely talented. Um, Unfortunately, I don't think Hunter's going to be able to, to join us this year. Um, He's going out on tour with um, what's that band ice nine kills or something. Mm, I I don't know. So he's going on tour. Um, And so we're, um, but yes, last year we had a group of photographers, um, uh, amazingly they all donated their time which was super cool um thankfully most of them are donating their time again because our budget is zero <laughs> and so <laughs> um and so uh, they are coming and are going to be a part of it again we've um we've recruited this amazing photographer out of um out of uh illinois no indiana and so she's Shout amazing. Out Indiana. Shout out to Indiana. She's coming, and so we were gonna have a really great team of photographers. But we're still trying to figure out that video component. We we need somebody who can come in and do those fun videos and that end of the day recap, and then the festival yeah. recap videos, just stuff for. For social and that's really it so all right shout out local talent come yeah on, come on up up help up. us out yes Our budget is zero but we'll have fun you can get into the festival i would think you know yeah watch the free, bands free and... merch and beer and, there you go that's, so that's a good we'll incident. figure it out hey are
0: y'all doing a beer this year
1: we are okay and uh, this year is going to be insane it's gonna be so much fun can not,
0: you tell us about it or yeah well under wraps
1: um no it's it's with trim tab again so okay. we're, we're thankful that we were able to to figure that out um but trim tab's doing it again um
2: I saw y'all doing a after party there, right?
1: We're doing our pre pre-party, pre-party kickoff. Party there. Um actually our beer release pre-party we're doing there. And so, and actually bands are playing this year and we're pairing the beer with a cigar. Whoa. Oh, oh dude, okay. I'm yeah, dude, I'm coming. Yeah. Please come, here. Please dude,
0: that that sounds awesome. So, I've yeah. recently um I uh, fancy myself a cigar, officially not not really, but I have gotten into cigars this past summer. Well, that's so.
1: awesome. We need to we need to talk because yeah, I've been dude. into cigars for a while. Really, Chad, okay. Chad loves cigars, and so when we were approached by um, this small little boutique cigar group, What's really the name of it? it's, it's it's hilarious. Okay. It's called Bunny Droppings. Okay. Which is what are you smoking right? over there? Oh, bunny oh, droppings. Oh, well, you got to hit this bunny droppings. <laughs> yeah. So it's an interesting name. Um, no hate, no shame, no, 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 no shame, know. but uh, but they um h- this dude has a crazy online cult following and bunny he, droppings. Yeah, and he sources what? all of these all these cigars from all these different places. And um and he wears a pink bunny costume. It's uh, uh, okay. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. You got to have a gimmick, I mean. It's come on. it's definitely his gimmick, but this dude is legit. And the fact that he's partnering with us and said, "Hey, we're going to find a very unique, very special cigar." Um, and we're gonna brand this thing as the Furnace Fest cigar, and dude, um, that's so cool. That's and a we're gonna pair it to with do. the beer, and so it's gonna it's gonna have a really light, nice, light tasting cigar for a nice summer filling beer, and so that's so it's cool. gonna be really cool.
2: It's so different too. Who else is doing stuff like that? Nobody. So is he local?
1: No, he's based out of Texas, okay. um, a small town in Texas. I don't know where though. But is it like a brand of cigars?
0: Like, would they sell it? Like it if I went to the local cigars. No,
1: and so what he does is um, he sources cigars from all over the place. Oh, okay. And so, um, and basically what he does is he wraps, you know, he has his own little unique brand that he puts on them. But he's he's sourcing really, really great cigars, and they're super affordable. So usually when these guys have their own little niche and they're like, okay, I know what I'm talking about so I'm going to source, you know, a group of like 50 these cigars and I'm going to sell them cuz they're branded this way and we're all going to smoke them together. You know, they usually sell them for a crazy amount of money. He's not. I mean, he's selling these things for 10 to 12 bucks. Okay. Some like 20 or 25, yeah, that's but like affordable. it's super affordable for a really nice cigar. I think ours don't hold me to this, but I think the cigar will be probably around 10 bucks, which is dirt cheap. For, yeah, for, for, a, a really, for a quality cigar. For a is, really yeah. nice cigar. And so, yeah, just the fact that we're going to have a cigar and a beer. Guys come so to it's trim, sophisticated, yes, dude. Come That's to Trim
0: cool. Tab. We're going to smoke some cigars and drink beer. So is this open to the public, I guess? Absolutely. It's party. Yeah, Where are yeah. the bands going to play at Trim Tab? Do they play outside? or No,
1: so it? Trim Tab um, is opening this um, area in the back, not in the, the brewery section, but kind of behind the tap room on the other side of the wall in the tap room is this big open space that they're actually going to transform into a music venue Mm. but they don't normally do that no they don't this will be i think well they're having one other show before us
0: i know they have like djs and stuff play there but they're usually just in the main in in the tap room room. you don't need a lot of room for no but
1: literally on the other side is a big open room and so and we're going to do this really cool q a as well so for the past year and a half these two individual these guys are amazing but they're professors Hmm. um one's a professor in boston at a school and i can't remember where the other one is they've been doing they've been following us using us as like a i don't know like a i don't know like a study whatever (laughs) and so and they've we've interviewed with them like four times i got an interview with them again next next week and uh, and they were writing, writing this big dissertation on music festivals and all this stuff and and we're really? one of, we're one of their main festivals that they're looking into it's, it, it's interesting so those guys are going to come and host a Q&A and we're going to talk a little bit about the festival but and then we'll have the beer we'll have the and um, Dude, that sounds super yeah and the cigar cool, and then there's yeah. going to be bands playing which is going to be amazing um so yeah it's going to be a fun time
0: okay yeah. sweet
1: um at the time of this recording uh you said
0: we were like 31 days out. Just to for anybody who might not know or have this on the radar, what are the dates
1: uh, for the upcoming Furnace Fest? September 23rd through the 25th. 23rd to the 25th. Mm-hmm. Um, the trim tab kickoff is the 22nd, so that would be the Thursday, the 22nd. So we'll have a big trim tab party. And then our kickoff shows will start. We're having one at Iron City and then one at Zydeco. I saw um, that. Thursday night. Yes. So so that. the trim
0: tab thing and the shows at Zydeco and Iron City are all so, happening the same night?
1: Well, the trim tab deal is going to be from like noon. It's earlier. In yeah, the it's days. like oh, noon okay. to five or six. And then all of our kickoff parties that night will, will kick off around seven. How much music can you
0: cram you can into that, one weekend? Good yeah, Lord. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's awesome, man. Well, uh, it sounds like last year, uh, the twenty twenty one festival was a smashing success. It seemed like the weather was on your side. Um, man, the weather was amazing. Yeah, man. it was, it was awesome. insane. And um, man, the street, the streets were just crawling with people. Like yeah. I remember driving through uh, kind of that area next to Back Forty and mm-hmm. Sloss and all that, and just seeing like loads of people. I guess parking, you know, far away and then walking yeah. into the main. Yo, entrance Tim and stuff. walked from the office. Really? Yeah. Oh, well, that's, that's not yeah. too far, I guess. No, it was too um, bad. They got a place on 6th Avenue in yeah. their studio and stuff. But were, th- were there anything uh, – was there anything that you guys did? You know, the 2021 festival, um, obviously you're dealing with the pandemic and everything, yeah. and that was the first festival since the festival had started, you know, years prior and right. there was a hiatus. Mm-hmm. So was there anything, any learning um, – how do I say this? <laughs> any learning curves or anything like that that you guys are changing up for this year versus last year? Anything
1: that you guys would do differently? Yeah, I mean, we learned a lot. Again, because um, Chad planned a music festival in you know the early 2000s, and he did it. You know He just bootstrapped it. And he'll even tell you if he was sitting here that he had no clue what he was doing. <laughs> so, um, you know, security, literally the first security detail that he hired was four people, and one of them was an elderly lady that showed up. Who, oh, man. Who passed out from the heat and had to be rushed to the hospital. By the <laughs> other security. <laughs> yeah. So um so yeah, I mean
0: But specific to the twenty twenty one festival, I just yeah. didn't know if there was anything like, uh, like just surfing through social media and um trying to come up with some cool topics. I know that one request was like, Hey man, get some coffee vendors. Yep. You know, like yep. and that was gotta have that, some we coffee, dude. Totally.
1: We missed the we missed the ball on that. And just to be honest with you, we just it was just something that got overlooked. Yeah, that's um, not
2: what I would think about at a festival. I wouldn't think that. I would that. Well,
1: people were coming in at ten thirty or eleven sure, o'clock. Sure, yeah, you if you're there all day, and so they were wanting coffee, and then maybe when you get really tired, you'd want an espresso or just some coffee to to hit to, I guess, to wake you up. But um, I think we have three coffee vendors now, one of them being Seeds, and so okay. you get the local coffee represented, yeah. and. Um, and I don't know the other two to be honest with you, but there will be coffee will uh, be for coffee. anybody that was worried about that. You yeah. get your caffeine
0: fix right. and go rage out in the pit. So
1: yeah, I mean That's we cool. learned a, a lot of stuff, and so um, again, just being a couple of guys who were planning this thing. I mean everything from efficiency to you know managing our funds well to to negotiating with bands. But um, um, we had some issues day one with um, our concessionaire in the bar the bars the lines were really long and the beer was really warm but we um but we made some changes there and 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 had it fixed pretty quickly um the food lines were really long so um and so we made some corrections there brought in i think three or four trucks um, extra, and so that helped as well. So we've, you know, a lot of logistical just things. Just little like, things you yeah, probably wouldn't
0: think about. Like, we have enough food vendors, and then maybe you yeah. find out, no, yeah. we don't have enough food vendors. Yeah, yeah. So just, yeah. Everybody's really hungry. <laughs> like, yep. Um, well, that's cool, man. Uh, hopefully the weather will be on you guys' side, knock on
1: wood. Yeah, you know? I hope so as well. I mean, it's a good month, um, and it's not too hot, it's not yeah, too man. cold, but yeah, you know, of course, you know, the the biggest fear of all music festivals is rain, so... Um, you know, we're hoping and, and praying. hoping and praying because it is an outdoor festival. So there's not a whole festival. lot you can right. can do if it does rain. It's an outdoor right.
2: festival right. in Alabama.
0: In Alabama, yeah. So, weather changes um, all the time, but it's
1: not in June or July, so Thank you know God. where it's like massive, crazy, intense thunderstorms. That rain
0: every it's like rains every day. Yeah, in the summer in Alabama. Right. So.
1: Yeah. No, I think you
0: guys picked a, an excellent time. Uh, we talked about this on the last podcast, but. Uh, we went to Sloss Fest, which yeah. was also held at the same venue, the historic Sloss Furnaces yep. in downtown Birmingham, for anybody that's not familiar. Um, but it was held in the middle of summer, yep. and it was deathly, <laughs> brutally murderous hot. Yeah, like, it was Just insane. so insane. So, um, yeah, doing it kind of in the later... Uh, in September and stuff, a little yeah. bit cooler.
1: Yeah, The heat was intense, and then I think the last year they just had these crazy thunderstorms, and I think that was kind of the demise. Yeah, of it the was kind of.
0: Yeah, it's referring to Slossfest, Yeah, yeah. I, Sloss the Fest. last year mm-hmm. that it
1: rained really bad. I mean, that I
0: think that was just the nail in the coffin. So, yeah, I think man, so. You know, that sucks. Yeah. So weather's going to be great. I'm yeah, sure of it. Yep, yeah, absolutely. But going back to your uh, to the photo, we were kind of talking about the team that did the photography mm-hmm. and stuff. And kudos, man. I you know being someone who kind of dabbles in editing video and stuff, man, I thought the videos and the way they're cut together and it's really eye catching and the photography is phenomenal. That's cool to hear. And speaking to the photography, you guys are doing, um, I think I saw like a, a coffee table book or something. So tell me about that. What, what is that?
1: Man, we are so excited about this project, but it's called, um, dead to alive. And so, um, and the theme is, is like, you know, we resurrected this, this once dead festival and, um, and so, yeah, you know, this is, um, it's amazing. We've taken photos from, you know, the early festivals from the 2000 to 2003. And then a lot of the photos from last year, 2021. And we just put this amazing, it's absolutely beautifully, impeccably done coffee book. Um, it's like maybe 280 something pages.
2: Well, yeah, we were looking at the, at the. can we pull that up real quick? Yeah. It's, it's a hefty
1: book, man. It's a big book. It's Beautifully done. Um, The guys at Unoriginal Vinyl um, helped us on this project. They are insanely talented. And so, um, and then what we did, so I know Chad and I wrote a piece for the book. Uh, I think the other guys did as well. But we also asked a lot of the fans in the Facebook community group, you know, hey, give us a, a line or two, maybe a sentence or two, maybe three of your experience at Furnace Fest. And I think we took over a hundred of those and included it in this book. And so as you're flipping through looking at these photos, you're getting to read about the people that are actually in the photos and their experience at wow. this festival. And so um yeah, oh, that's I, awesome, man. Yeah, I think Stretch Armstrong did uh, I think they wrote a little bit in there. So we had quite a few bands who who wrote pieces for the book as oh, well. Oh, that's right. I yeah. know Stretch is like one of your yeah, one of my all-time favorite. favorite bands. Yeah, yeah. So. so absolutely. We're going to try to include those guys in everything. For sure, do. man. So
0: And shout out um I ran into you uh how many weeks ago was that? The Last Me Without You show. And yeah. that, that was at Saturn, man. That was such a Amazing shit. Uh, Katie show. is a huge, 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 huge uh yeah. Me Without You fan. Yeah, I'm as well. And uh man, I was glad to be a part of that show and it yep. ran into a lot of people I hadn't seen in a long time. And so yeah, that was really fun. And I think that's when I pitched you. I said, Hey man, you guys want to do another podcast coming up, Talk yeah, about I remember talking remember us You, about you that. let me you let me know. So glad you're here. Yeah. Uh but yeah, did Me Without You play
1: any of the old yeah. the two thousand okay? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um they played well um, being on the label and stuff, I guess. Right. You know, so know. um oh man. What was their first band's name? So they were in a band before Me Without You. Do you know that? I, should know that. I can't remember. Katie the Superfan doesn't you know that. <laughs> you
2: yeah. Without Me. Us Without Them. They yeah. were amazing.
1: And that band played. And so, and then Me Without You played. Um, and then I am remember. Leave yeah. it in
0: the comments. Somebody knows. Yeah, somebody knows. Well, that's cool, man. Uh, I, I do want to get a copy of this book. I'm a uh, so I'm we a only collector. printed.
1: Yeah, we only printed 1500. Um, Where can you find it if somebody? It's online to right it. now, online. or you can buy it at the festival. Okay. What was really cool though is um, again unoriginal vinyl. Jason is incredibly talented, but he actually gets all these old records and he does these crazy special. Pressings, And he'll actually hand make the covers and the sleeves and everything. I mean, from paint and, you know, his stuff, he'll put it online and it goes, you know, in an instant, it's gone. And so we paired a couple of records. We did like 10 pressings of this one record or 10 pressings of this record. And it was very unique to this book. Literally sold out in less than 60 seconds. Are (laughs) you serious? Yeah. Yeah. So you could buy the, the vinyl bundle. It'd be the book a vinyl, a poster, or whatever. Every single one of them sold out in 60 seconds. So when you say it was a pressing,
0: it was a pressing of a particular band's album yep. that was related to the... Yeah, so we did first. a Norma
1: Jean, we did a I Am Legend. I think I saw the Norma Jean one. And so, but yeah, yeah we did, like, like if it just blue, um, or this fun color blue pressing. We only did 10 of those. And so some of the records that we did last year for Furnace Fest, we collaborated with on Original Violon they're going for like 300 bucks online because there Are was just serious? so, there was so few of them. Wow. And so it was just super cool. I mean, I would never pay 300 bucks for a record. Collectors, item. Now, was this but, like a collaboration
0: yeah, record? A, yeah. So it had
1: multiple bands? No, 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 it, no Or is no, it no, just no. one? No, it, so it'd be like Bless the Kiss The Child by Norma Jean. Okay. Or it would be, you know, whatever. You a just pressed B. that. We yes. pressed it, yeah. you know. We chose the color. We did a special cover on it, you know, all kinds of different things. And so th- those, the unoriginal collaboration that we did the unoriginal vinyl those things are going for crazy money online well
0: yeah especially if you only did like say 10 pressings or, yeah. or some small
1: number yeah but we're did... any
0: super fan of like one of those bands it's like well i gotta have that yep. the the festival version yeah. of this album you so. know
1: but it was really cool we did the same thing with this book and all the vinyl ones went pretty quick there was a picture of that
0: katie if you back up one i think there was like a photo if you scroll down um, for anybody listening, we do have a YouTube channel. Check us out. Yep. But right there on the left. Yeah. That's so it. that's like a yep. It's like a package deal. Yeah, so yeah, Poster,
1: the- shirt, pressing. Yep. Th- the book. So I am legend, Norma Jean, and then that's the chariot.
2: Dude, the chariot no shot. Really? Dude, that's awesome, man. Yeah. I think we talked about that. Last Dude, time we got to start collecting now. Because people getting Furnace Fest tattoos. You're going to have Furnace Fest cigars, the beer. Well, I want to make sure you get guys are stuck pack, on the label before I go
0: get the uh, – make sure your logo is going to stick around. Before, <laughs> before get you tattoo, get the tattoo? Get the tattoo on my forehead.
2: Yeah. Start collecting, man. These are going to be worth a lot of money. Mm-hmm.
1: Dude, this
2: is
0: awesome.
1: Hook me up
2: with a book, man. Come
1: on. we got 1500 That's it. So um, oh, so once they're gone, they're gone. They're you know, gone, they're gone. They'll wh- never be printed again. And But we're, we're going to definitely do it ne- again next year. Okay. Um, we'll do the book again, so that's why we brought the same photography team on, and so three of those those individuals will be just focused on content for the coffee book. Wow. And so we want to do one for every year. It's like, so one thing that really went not viral, but one thing that the community absolutely loved was the baseball cards that we did. So we did, the, did baseball cards. We did baseball cards. Did you I tell have me about Some. That? Oh I missed, man, I should I have brought some. One. Did Did we talk about that? Did no, we? I missed that one. So, I, don't remember. I would
0: have been all over that. I feel that. like maybe we would have talked about this. Yeah. Let's talk it's a about huge it. baseball fan.
1: Yeah. So we did baseball cards. I think we did 20 different baseball cards, everything from Me Without You to Converge to, you know, all these. And we were using photos from the original um, mm. uh, Furnace Fest. And so all the bands that played, cool looking, vintage looking cards. And we did a set. So we would create sets of them. And I think the sets were like 10, and we did all these different sets and um and we started posting them online and everybody starts going crazy well we weren't selling them i mean i think everybody who got vip got a set but what Chad and I started doing, I just had a backpack full of them and I was just pulling them out, random oh. sets, and I was just passing them out to people. They were like, oh my gosh. And what would happen was, is they'd go through and go, okay, I don't have Dillinger. I don't have Converge. I don't have. You I know, got a holographic hey, you, you Dillinger. Got, <laughs> it's yeah, like Pokemon. Making <laughs> and so they're going around trading. <laughs> yes. And then after the festival, people are like making spreadsheets of all the different ones and they're going, okay, I've got all these. Who's got these? Let's trade them. And so, um, so it was really cool. And then people were contacting me and they were like, Hey, do you have this? And I was like, Yeah, I do. And they're like, well, Can you send it to me? I was like, Sure, send me your address. And I would be mailing these things. Yeah, out. I do. But, um, what? And so it was funny too, because all these people from that left their phones and everything. So the lost and found was insane. It's all still at my house. Like I've got,
0: I've, really? got <laughs> I've got
1: phones, car keys, people just left their shit, wallets. Oh, dude. Um, I've got one of those, um,
0: well, if you want to start a new identity, I
1: mean yeah. you're like what's the thing that you you prick your finger and you test your blood sugar, what's those little devices called? I know what it is. I don't know I'll have one it's of those called. at the house. Somebody what? lost that at first. <laughs> I was like, oh, Hopefully this person doesn't Dude, you know, that's crazy. There's blood I sugar. I guess with that you.
0: many people, you know, just running around.
1: Uh, yeah. But all these people their their wallets, I would contact them, you know, and I was like, Hey, I have your wallet. You want me to send it to you? And I would send them their wallet with a pack of baseball cards, some of these enamel pins. Oh, that's cool. That and uh, and all this stuff. And, you know, so it was really cool. But, no, I still have some of those baseball cards. I'll get you guys some packs. Dude, that's awesome. But we're doing that again, too, this year. Do you all have any photos
0: of these baseball cards? Uh, none that I, I can, didn't see any. It yeah, none that mean. I can find quickly. Well, dude, that'd be, uh, that'd be cool for sure. Yeah. Um, we'll hang them up. Yeah,
2: your branding see. is on point. Thanks, Dude, man. I know, man.
0: You guys have uh, so many cool ideas. Like you're doing yes. the beer with the cigar pairing. Uh, obviously, you've got the different events going on, but then the baseball cards and the coffee table book and the yeah you know, the vinyl
1: pressing and stuff. You guys are gonna do a comic book next. I mean, what? No, that'd be very do- cool.
0: documentary on <laughs> yeah.
2: the way.
1: Well, we're actually already started working on that. Well, there we go. We, we knew that we were gonna do a documentary a year before the festival, and so um, we started filming. Um, a year ago. Wow. And so... Dude, wow. that's exciting. Yeah. Um, is there any, like, old
0: footage from... Now, I said 90s earlier. When was the original furnace? 2000 to
1: 2003. Okay,
0: so it wasn't in the 90s.
1: Yeah. Um, Correction. I don't necessarily know if there's going to be a lot of the original footage in there. One, if we It's got to be on YouTube if it's, or something. Yeah, man. but if you get the YouTube, the footage is pretty, it's pretty, pretty raw. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's 2000. Like, that's what makes people had like
2: cameras cool. into them. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: they're, uh, they're, they're they're blackberries. did those have uh Now there was a ca- and stuff? there was a person who set up and did a, a did a little DVD and I think there may be some copyright issues there. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. I I don't know, but um whatever the case is, the documentary is going to be really cool. Okay. Yeah. Dude, that's hopefully awesome. it'll come out early next year. Dude, that's killer. Nice. So it's just going to be like uh We're just doing things that we we would love. Like we want I would want baseball cards and, you know, unique pressings of vinyl and a coffee table book. We're just doing things that we think are really cool. That's what makes it cool. Yeah.
2: That's what makes it cool. Yeah.
1: So the
0: documentary will span the entire history of Furnace Fest, but will be predominantly footage from the
1: 2021. Yeah. So we interviewed a ton of bands who played the originals. Okay. And so at Furnace Fest 2021, because a lot of them played. They came and, back to play. Yeah, yeah, and so in really cool spots, it's lost to kind of like in the boiler room and all these different places. We're talking to Comeback Kid and Stretch and, you know, all the 18 Visions and all these guys. And it was like, okay, so tell us about your experience in 2001. Yeah. Tell us about your experience in 2021. Man. You know, and so these, these guys making the comparison between the two and talking about how it really impacted them was super cool. And then we were pulling people – um who went just as a spectator mm-hmm. um, to to the to the festival in the early 2000s, but who was also there in 2021, like myself? I went to all the original ones and and in uh, 2021, and there was actually quite a few people that were there. So we were pulling these folks and doing fun interviews with them, and so it's, it should be really cool. How do you do
0: all this, man? Oh, gosh, oh, yeah, a like, team of four. How do you keep stay
1: on top of like?
0: Just the marketing that you guys are doing is brilliant. You know, it's really cool. And it's fun and exciting, but I
1: just don't see where you find the time. Well, I'm glad you say that seriously, because we're just piecing it together. (laughs) Like there's no massive marketing team behind anything that we do. It's literally four guys. Now, I have an amazing team who works directly with me on the ground here. So Denise Kosh is one of, you know, I guess she's amazing. She's been doing events in Birmingham for twenty years and she was a part of like city stages, and she any big event that's here, she's got her hand in it. She's amazing, the sweetest person on the planet, and we've gotten to come like really close. And so, but she she's amazing from a logistic standpoint, talking to the city and everything. So we got a really good team here. But as far as the marketing's concerned and all that, it's it's literally we're just kind of piecing that stuff together.
0: Well, dude, I had the idea earlier, maybe y'all have already thought about this, but like are any of the bands that are in the coffee table book that you guys are printing playing again this year? Or were those all specifically? We only like-
1: had a few few bands that are playing again twenty twenty one and twenty twenty two.
0: Okay, well, where I was getting is if you bought the book at the festival, you'd have it with you, especially if you had, like, the VIP mm-hmm. and met some of the bands, get some autographs. And stuff. Oh, yeah. It'd be, like, a perfect... There's no doubt. And, and that leads me to another point. It seemed like I saw another guy with another type of book from the 2021 year that he was carrying around. It was almost like a yearbook deal. It type was a yearbook. And so, getting autographs and stuff.
1: Yeah, so actually the Furnace Fest community group on Facebook um put that together so that was outside of that was outside of us that was literally the community there's i think over six thousand people that are part of this community on facebook
2: man facebook community
1: and it's amazing like yeah i absolutely love it i've gotten to know so many of them so well and uh, and and that's been one of the biggest takeaways for me it's like one of the things that i'll talk about for the rest of my life is the like the people that i met and the relationships that were formed sure and uh, it's been really cool. But, no, they created a yearbook. And they were literally having people sign the yearbook, which is cool. I've got one at my house. Dude, that's and awesome. And so, yeah, it was really, really neat. But that was not that was not us. That was just the community that did okay. that.
0: Well, if you do buy one of the, the new books that you guys are making, I guess you could get some people to sign
1: it. Get Johnny to sign it. Be yeah, cool. well, I yeah. don't know why you would want me to sign it. But, yes, you can do all kinds of things with it. Well, dude, uh, speaking to some of the bands, uh, there are a
0: ton of bands. and yep. um, 99. I'm not, we don't have to go 99. through every single one it's of them. way too many. Woo-hoo-hoo. Way too many. Uh, but one band that I hold near and dear oh, to me, yes. Uh, yes. you have uh, Maylene and the Sons of Disaster yeah, man. returning. Yep. Um, and anybody who's a fan of that band or a fan of OG Under Oath and yep. um Everybody knows about Dallas's accident right. um, that he had on the four wheeler, and he's done podcasts mm-hmm. where he kind of goes into depth about what happened. But correct me if I'm wrong. This will be the first time that they've played again yeah. since that happened. Yeah, a very yeah. long time.
1: Yeah, I think they're doing one warm up show. I think maybe in Ocala or Tampa or somewhere hmm. before Furnace Fest. But yeah. but yeah, they um, they um, yeah, this will be their first first deal back. Now it's it's. It's a different lineup. Um, you know, so... Um, Josh Williams and Lee Turner, who are in um, Reclaiming Empire. Okay. Um, who's a Birmingham-based band. Those guys were in uh, the original Maylene and The Sun Deseption. Yeah, I know the lineup changed through yeah. the, the three so, studio albums they did or, right. or whatever, but... Um, uh, and then like, Josh Cornut, who is also Birmingham native. Um, so... All the new guys are are different guys. I don't and I don't know any of those guys. But um but it's going to be amazing, no matter what. Yeah. So did they just decide to get together specifically for this
0: festival, or yeah, is this yes. something they've been? Because I I was under the under the impression that Dallas was kind of like you know doing all he could to get better and stuff, and yeah, maybe the music
1: thing was kind of behind him. So in, in full a way. transparency, I have no hat. Hi- no I don't idea. have no idea how he's doing from a health standpoint. It's been quite... y'all aren't like
0: buddies. Y'all just hang out. Well, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um.
1: Yeah, as I love Dallas. Um, Dallas and I were best friends for years, but we just, you know, life what? just took us in different directions. But like, so I don't know how he's doing from a health standpoint. But the fact that they said yes is pretty special. Yeah, no, so that's many incredible. people are so stoked about it. And so yeah, my my am my hope is is that it's great. Yeah, mm. yeah.
0: Looking for
2: that, that, that's man. definitely one that stuck out to us. We're yeah, like, we're like Maylene.
1: It's definitely going to be a special set, no doubt about it. Yeah, anybody that knows that
0: story, as far as like you know what they went through and um yeah, you know him getting hurt, almost dying. I almost, mean, it's yeah. pretty incredible. Yeah, like, it's insane. He talked about it on one podcast that I listened to and kind of went into depth about just all the things that had to happen. Yeah, for him, like he was out in the middle of nowhere and he wrecks his four wheeler. And he just so happens somebody was driving by at just the right time and they just were able to get him. And I'm yeah. paraphrasing, but man. Like he could have easily just
1: died. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just, yeah. I mean, he did a insane. tremendous amount of damage to himself. So yeah, um, so yeah, the fact that he's able to get back on stage is That's incredible. It's incredible. And so yeah, it'll be it'll be probably one of the most anticipated sets of the I would weekend think so. especially being here you yeah. know Birmingham hometown yeah buddy and, yeah and so uh, and it'll be in the shed stage so like that would be one that you would have to plan for so sure. like i mean i could look on my phone but like whoever's playing ahead of them you would have to make your way into the shed during that set just
0: hunker down and
1: yeah. uh and make your way up front so like but if you came like right when the set was going to start you're not getting in the shed yeah, so yeah. and that was one big uh, you know I, f- I think frustration for some people they just couldn't get into the shed and and that's what makes the shed so special yes it's because you you're literally in this area and you're not going anywhere and uh and it's just this super unique venue and uh, you have to plan accordingly. If you just think that you're going to run up there and see Maylene or Stretch or somebody, yeah. if their set's at 6 o'clock, you better be there at 5.15. Yeah. How bad
2: do you want it? Yeah, how bad do you want it? Yeah.
1: Yeah. How many stages uh, do you guys have the same number of stages? Same number of stages. We okay. we thought about doing a second main stage. We actually planned to do them at second main stage, like had it scheduled and everything, schedule like bands and everything. Hmm. But as we started planning, we were like, "This isn't smart." Yeah, financially speaking, and so we cut the fourth, oh, the the second main stage. So now we're, it's the same layout as last year. Okay. Thankfully, we didn't have to lose any bands, um, but everything's pretty tight. Okay. Everything's tight. So well, that's good. Got to stay on
0: schedule. As far as working with the city and stuff, I mean, were they pretty on board with you guys doing this again and locking in the permits and all that stuff to? To do a second festival,
1: I mean, I guess they didn't have any issues, or did they? I don't know. I'm asking. Um, the city has been non-existent, you know, which is interesting. Okay. Like, well, I mean, you guys know that the World Games was here. They literally, I mean, they. We were told we're not even going to have this conversation. Wow, with, we're not talking. We got to the World Games. That's World Games. All, and all that's all matters. They focused on, and yeah. which is great. Like, I'm super thankful that yeah but you gotta kind of plan this thing for a year exactly. in advance was, like i need some answers it's it's been super frustrating because they literally just stopped doing business wow. for months and so i mean look those guys I, I i love the city of birmingham and i want what's best for the city yeah. of birmingham but it's just it is it's like man hey you know this is a massive music festival in your city and so um and it was it was funny i I texted a buddy of mine who works in in the mayor's office and um and this was before 2021 and i said hey man furnace fest is bringing the world to birmingham before the world games and uh we at that time we had sold tickets in 50 all 50 states in 12 different countries Woo. and so i listed out every single country um for him and uh he got a kick out of that but um and so, yeah, I mean, the city, city, well, I mean, we hadn't had to deal with the city. Like, oh, okay, well, maybe that's. But they didn't even. Sword, they were yeah. like, we're not even going to issue a permit until now, wow. and which is horrifying, dude. That is yeah. horrifying. What? Uh, we're thirty days out. Can we get a permit, please? Hello. What if so, they just said no? They're just like, nah. Well, then we would be. You just screwed. It anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. We're doing it. We'll it's pay like, the fines. I don't like, care. Okay, like, yeah. Every metal and hardcore person, metalhead and hardcore guy, let's go to the city hall and stand there until they give. But a you
0: guys didn't let that phase you as no, far as not the planning all. and stuff. You're
1: like, eh, it'll work out. Yeah, it will work out absolutely Nerves because steel, you know, like, I mean, there are quite a few city councilmen who are super stoked about this and and who said that they they're going to support it, yeah. and um, it's just. It's taken forever because of the World Games. The World Games absolutely consumed every ounce. Dude, I'm telling you, and I don't know what it is. I mean, we live in the Avondale
0: neighborhood, which is where we're recording this podcast. And, um, man, the grass is like seven feet tall. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I'm just – I'm thinking, like, this is somehow related to World Games. I don't know how, but they've just allocated all their resources to dealing with that. And now that the World Games are finally over – everybody's just went on vacation at the same time or said, we're done. I don't know,
1: but I'm like, well, yeah, I mean, I have my, can we get the grass cut? Like what right. the heck? Well, on, I, I have my opinions, but um, yeah, it's, it's, it was really weird. So I have a business that's in the middle of downtown. It's on the, you know, third Avenue North. Shout out wheelhouse. I, I like wheelhouse getting my hair salon. cut there. Yeah. A, it's a very relaxing atmosphere. Yeah. It's interesting because they scared everybody for so long how the traffic is going to be crazy, the security of this, roadblocks, that. They talked about it for so long. Everybody just stayed out of downtown. So for three weeks, literally, my drive into work, I mean, hitting no traffic. Yeah. And uh, and so I, I do know that um, you know a lot of the businesses were a little bit frustrated because there was supposed to be this influx of people in all this business, and it just didn't happen. And plus, all of your locals... Like, well, we're not going downtown. I'll deal with that because there's people everywhere and there's roadblocks Mm -hmm. everywhere. And we're, you know, and we were just sitting around twiddling our thumbs. Like, I mean, we had our normal clientele, which is great because we're pretty much booked all the time. And so, but you know, there are people like, Man, we we staffed up, we bought all this inventory. Dude,
0: okay. You're kind of the first I guess business owner I've talked to post World Games to kind of get an insight, other than the articles and stuff I've read online. Yeah. yeah. I know I'm, everybody's I'm, seen the AL.com article about uh, the debt yeah. and everything. We but but I'm
1: totally joking, Woodfin, everybody. I love the World Games. <laughs> Dude, I'm I glad mean, it's here. I'm still, glad it's gone. <laughs> I still think the World Games was
0: a great thing. Yes. It was it was like at the time, I mean, who wouldn't have said yes? So there are quite a
1: few great things that happened. One, there were these really cool athletes that, uh, that came into town. Two, they really rushed uh, to get City, city walk, walk done. Yeah, I was so telling now him now that. Now we've got a, a, a beautiful City Walk and a skate park there. That's, yes. Um, and with.
0: It kind of lit the fire to get some of these Absolutely. public service. So there's some done. great
1: things that happened, but you know, from from a business standpoint, that's in the heart of Birmingham, there was uh, there was no net positive. If anything, there was a net negative for us. Man. Yeah,
0: I couldn't imagine. You know, like restaurants and stuff like that. Yeah, and, and hair salon's a little different, but hair some of the other places, it's but, like yeah. um, just through the grapevine. I've heard you know people working you know in the food industry and stuff are like, dude, we were expecting like insane business, and it was like, yep not what we expected. Yeah, I'll tell
1: you, um, but what will happen on September 23rd through the 25th is there'll be a lot of really cool people who come into the city and eat at the restaurants, drink beer at the bars, go to Hero Donut, you know, go to all these places and, um, and which will be, be amazing. One of the coolest experiences that I had, um, had it multiple times after the festival. I would go, so, um, my wife and I went uh, the week after Furnace Fest. Um, we went to Sloss for, for a show that was happening there. And uh, so Turnstile was playing. with. Yeah,
0: because they came, they played the festival,
1: but then they came back, came and, back played. and played. Came back and played. With, like, Suicide Boys or something. Had no, clue. Which was crazy. Which is weird. That, yes. That was the weirdest show I've ever <laughs> that went was to. Well, it's Suicide Boys, which is already kind of – it was weird. I only knew about Suicide Boys from my 14-year-old son – and after I've listening never. to it, I was like, so what the hell are you listening to this for? <laughs> like, yeah, um, it's something. But, so we went, but we went to back 40 beforehand to eat dinner. And I walked in, had my Furnace Fest hoodie on, and, and the lady at the, at the bar was like, I love Furnace Fest. I love the Furnace Fest people. We miss them. They were so amazing. They were so nice. She had no clue who I was. Uh, they were so nice. I was like, really? She was like, we had the best time. They were so amazing. And I was like, well, that's really cool to hear. I'm one of the, one of the promoters. She's like, oh, man, it was so amazing. Are you guys doing it again? I was like, yeah, we're doing it again. Man. And then I went to I went to multiple places, and every single one of them said the same thing. So like Hero Donuts, I went in. Will was like, we were, it was the best weekend we've ever had, which is crazy for Dude, Hero. Wow, that's awesome. And he was like, and those were the most amazing people that came in here. I was like, I know. Everybody has these preconceived ideas of all these tattooed crazy metalheads and hardcore hard, hardcore kids man. and punk rockers they're genuinely sweet a lot of them are part of the service industry so they go they're respectful they tip really well it was really cool there was a it was a it was amazing and so it's really cool to hear that and that's going to happen again this year so it, it's um you know dude, dude that's it's, awesome. It's awesome yeah really cool
0: well dude that is sick um Well, dude, I'm excited. I know a lot of people are excited to come to check out this festival. Is this going to become kind of an annual thing, or are you guys just kind of riding the wave? We're going to pose that question again? (laughs) Yes, I want to know. Ask it again.
1: Well, we went ahead and committed to do it for four years because the original was done for four years. Okay. And so, uh, barring a catastrophe this year, um, we're still going to plan on doing it for the following two years. Okay. And so... But, you know, like any business, it's just like, okay, let's see if this... Just should. see what happens. And, mm-hmm. and man, you guys have had a lot
0: to deal with. You know, global pandemic and then global now we're recession. headed into a recession and, you know, inflation's
1: through the roof. That's
0: yeah, insane. And gas prices and everything that you mentioned before. Um, so, uh, I
1: don't yeah, know. Yeah, so, I mean, we're going to do it again. Um, and we're excited about it. Next year will look a lot different. We do know that. I mean, I, I, there's no details to share. But, we, you know, we realize that... You know, three days and ninety-nine bands is a lot for anybody, but especially us, and to plan that. uh, But for you know, so you thinking maybe you guys would scale it down? We'll scale it down a little bit, like definitely ninety-eight bands. (laughs) If if it was me, I'm and I'm trying to convince the guys is like like we need to cut thirty bands, easy ninety freaking bands. That's 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 insane
0: over three days. So you have thirty bands average per day. Yeah music happening what time did the festival start festival started at you said people were getting there like 10, 10 You know. 10
1: doors opened at 10 i think the festival started at 11 and went to 11 so the, it's all freaking day. it's all freaking day but this year it's doors open at 11 music starts at 12 we're over at 11 because of the curfew sure but um and we're cramming those mini bands into that that's so true. just like any other festival, um, you have you staggered the
0: band, so yep. there's always music playing. And mm-hmm. So you really have to plan accordingly to see the bands that you really want to see,
1: and maybe even make some tough decisions. And yeah, I'm like
0: man, I want to see this band, but I want to see
1: this band. You know, you just got to kind of choose. Last you know. year, last year was very difficult for all of us. Sure, I mean, I was so pissed at this when the schedule was released. <laughs> and uh, i called i called ryan you know up and i was like dude why the hell are you putting you know these two bands well there's together? probably
0: a lot of people that had that so so what goes in if you could briefly talk about the scheduling what 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 leads up to the final schedule who makes man? that call? who makes that call
2: anonymous You leave him anonymous <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah no it's ryan luther you don't have to shout him out okay. it is ryan luther uh, so no, his no, no.
1: instagram <laughs> is blah blah you can <laughs> yeah, email so him yeah so if you got an issue with the schedule just Send Ryan an email. Shot okay. fired. No, Sorry, I mean, Ryan. I yeah, Ryan is amazing, and he's he's a he's a tough tough boy, so he can take it. But a lot goes into it. One is you know availability. When is this band available to play? What style of music is it? Which stage does it fit best? But then also like, you know, you're not wanting to put a comeback kid and a Stretch Armstrong, yeah. you know, <laughs> going at the same time because it's very similar yeah. genres, similar fan base. Um, and with a crowd that size, if you can only get 3,000 in the shed and you're, uh, you know, it's just like, well, you're going to have to split the crowd at some point. So you're going to have to have a really well-known hardcore band going on with Manchester Another, Orchestra. I gotcha. You know, and so there has to be those hard decisions that are made. And so, but, you know, the Pond stage, which is going to be set up differently this year, um, is more of your indie rock focused bands. Um, the shed is definitely going to be more of your hardcore and then main stage is a mix of everything. So more like your Lexus on fire, Manchester orchestra, descendants, your bigger name bands. Um, And so, um, but yeah, you just, you have to split them up, try to split the crowd and not piss everybody off. Sure. Which is impossible. Which is impossible. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You know, um, the few festivals I've been to, it's like, I, I couldn't believe it once you finally – because that's one thing that pretty much all the festivals keep the, the final lineup uh, a secret, uh, basically, until you get there. Well, you know? we
1: I literally just got off a, a conference call with the guys before I came over here, and um, we have decided to release the set time, the schedule, earlier than we did last year. Okay. I okay. can't tell you when, but it will be out before the week of. And so, so maybe
0: people aren't just like raging in the parking lot when they get there, burning like, trash cans and yeah, you know burning yeah. you
1: an effigy and all that. And so we want to give people a little bit of time to be able to plan their schedule accordingly, but also you know that's fair. Yeah, I I think so. Okay. Um, so it will be released as soon as we can possibly release
0: it. So I guess you guys are still coordinating with bands up until the last minute, I would think. You know, just because well, yeah. you have a band who's agreed to do the festival and maybe you even have the day picked out that they're going to play. Things change. Things change all the time. Cuz I think last year I mean you guys had some major acts that dropped dropped out yeah. for whatever reason yep. and you had to deal with that. Yeah. yeah and then so maybe th- even get other bands to replace
1: them and stuff right. like that. It's such a challenge. I know we like um you know we had some pull out for because of covid reasons and then I know poison the well had a health scare that wasn't covid and and so yeah we you just got to juggle and then see who you, you can get in in three weeks. You know? And so you do this because it's so stressful. you have yeah. fun
0: doing this. This is, this is something I like doing. I absolutely love it. I oh, absolutely man. love it.
1: I had a blast. This year has been really stressful yeah. for all of us, but last year was absolutely a blast. And I think because all of us were, were just like, it was just pure adrenaline. Yeah. You know, and it's something that we had been talking about, strategizing and dreaming for years about. And so leading up to it we we're just like, here it comes. This year it's like, Oh my God, this is so here difficult. It comes. <laughs> here it comes. Yeah. When uh, you do all this planning and planning, planning, planning
0: stressing and planning, and stressing and organizing and scheduling and just all the the whole gauntlet of what you have to do. When you finally get to go to the festival, mm-hmm. are you stressing all the little details or do you actually get to relax and, and smoke that cigar? Smoke that cigar, that cigar
1: and kick back and, and hang yeah. out in the VIP and just be like, yes, I did it. Well, last year we didn't smoke a cigar until after the festival. Chad and I had a, a Cuban and we drank some Pappy and, okay. and, uh, and chilled and enjoyed what we had just experienced. But during the festival, during the festival, so they didn't put the banner up like they were supposed to. Oh, this band
0: started. So that was
1: leading up up to the festival all the way up until Friday at 11 o'clock. Yeah. That's the way we were. But I intentionally, I intentionally, um, planned it in such a way that I could enjoy the bands that I wanted to enjoy. And then that's not to say that I didn't get, you know, pulled away to deal with a couple of issues. And we only had a few issues, um fire uh fights uh, no, nope. fire. no, I'm, kidding. no fire, I'm kidding no fire yeah no yeah we had a few little issues but nothing big nothing um, major. but um i had such a great team that uh, you know for the most part we were able to enjoy it i highlighted like 15 sets that are like no matter what i'm not gonna miss these okay and so i only missed a half a half of turnstile because i had to go deal with an issue at main stage um mm. Because an agent was acting like a crazy person, but yeah, okay. yeah I mean, but
0: you would say overall no major catastrophes or anything. No, not from, at all. From like, the first we, year,
1: no, we had a f- couple of funny little things that had happened. Like so, this one one guy uh, went to there was a CBD vendor, okay, and so bought a delta eight gummy, oh no, and took this delta eight gummy and started tr- straight tripping, like just started tripping, and he saw Jesus. Okay, and so he's like freaking out, like Jesus, peace, Jesus, no, like like Jesus, like (laughs) Jesus, the Savior, Jesus. So he starts causing a scene, and and well, he wasn't, no, I mean he wasn't, yeah, I mean he went to our paramedic, you know, our our med unit, and was basically saying, "I'm too high, dude." (laughs) I'm I'm seeing Jesus, and and so they took him to hospital. He was back the next day though, because you know, once you come off that, it's, it's just out of your system. At least that's what I'm told. And so that was funny. Um, Another guy first day, like shatters his arm in the in in the pit. He loves these stories. Yeah, he he shatters his arm. Zach loves to hear about broken bones. Nope. Goes to the hospital. They were like, "You need pins," and so we're gonna we're gonna schedule for surgery tomorrow because you need pins immediately. And he was like, "Oh, absolutely not." He's like, "Cast it, and I'll do this after the festival." So they wow they they casted his arm and he was, he was back. back. He was back at the festival. Dude, Woo! that's hardcore. Man. So that guy gets to come for free. Woo! So he kept
0: the cast. <laughs> you yeah, know, so it was like, a memento. And so I
1: yeah I think we reached out to him online and said, hey man, if you want to come this next year, it's on us, dude. Wow. Dang. Uh, and see. so um, yeah, a couple little things like that, but but okay. no no major issues. Well, dude, for somebody
0: you know you know. A team putting on a festival after so many years of not doing it, it seems like you guys knocked it out of the park. You know what and, you're doing. Um, well, yeah. I wish you all the luck in the world going forward. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure this festival is going to be even better. You know. Yeah. Even if it's not quite the same crowds, uh, but I, I still think it'll be awesome. Um, I did want to switch gears just a little bit before yeah, we kind of wrap up. I know that you are involved in skateboarding and stuff. I was going to yeah. ask,
1: were you able to get rid of your? Um, you had a mini ramp. Yeah. that you sent
0: me some pictures of that you were trying to find a new home for.
1: Yeah, I rehomed it, and that person rehomed it again. So okay, uh, oh. so and it was been, nice too, man. You sent me those photos, nice. and I was like. Is there any way I could put he, this he in the
0: backyard? He texted me and
2: he was like, "Yo, can you fit this in your shop?" I, I was Man. like, "Dude,
0: let's take it to your studio." I was like, there's no yeah. way, brother. And, and no then way. I messaged you back and I was like, "I'll try to help you find somebody yeah. that wants it," but because yeah. you were like, "It's got to be gone today or tomorrow or like I'm trying to get it gone this weekend or something." Yeah,
1: yeah. So no, it, it was rehomed and then it was rehomed again. So um, well, good. Yeah, yeah. It's so good to hear. Yeah, um, we just yeah, it didn't work out. So but yeah, we we got rid of it. But
0: you were also, uh, the last time we talked, you were yeah. kind of spearheading. Um, since then, the downtown uh, City Walk Skate Park has opened. Yeah, it's been, so amazing. It's been a uh, common subject here on this podcast. Yeah. Every, um, every week. Every week. We talk it. about it every at some week. point. But I know that you were trying to spearhead a project, mm-hmm. uh, the Hoover yes. Skate Park. And yep. so I was kind of curious, um, well, you know, what's going on with yeah. that project and, yeah. and any new details. I think the or, last or time we, like
2: we talked, you guys were having a um – a meeting about all of it. Yeah. That's when we last talked about it. Yeah.
0: And you blindsided us. I, I was fully expecting just to talk like festival and stuff. And it was kind of really the first time I'd sat down and talked with you yeah. for an extended period of time. And then you were like, oh, by the way, I'm, I'm going to get a skate park built. And I was yeah. Like, well, what? Yeah. <laughs> you know, maybe so. that's a
1: little ambitious, but, um, but no, yeah. I mean, Skate Alabama is a nonprofit that was started to um, help and spearhead a, uh, a skate park project in the city of Hoover. It's, um, you know, it's, it's, it's the most diverse city in, in the state of Alabama. It's a very big city. um, And, uh, and there are a ton of kids. And so it would be amazing to have a skate park um, in the city of Hoover. Um, Everybody knows who lives in the Birmingham metro area that Hoover is a very sports oriented city as well, which is great. You know, football, basketball, baseball, baseball, for sure. Yeah. All these things are super important to, to Hoover, but they were it's it's got some of the biggest high schools in the state as well. And they're just it's a super diverse group of kids. And so to be able to offer something that's a little bit different than, say, the team sports atmosphere, I think would be a huge advantage for the city of Hoover. And so that's what I've been, you know, advocating. With all your free time that you have, you're just like, oh, by the way, I'm going to try to
0: advocate, you know, and, and anybody that's familiar with the culture here in Alabama and skateboarding, it's Getting a skate park built is is it's it's not it's, an easy process. It's not easy
1: at all. Now I will say the city of Hoover has been um, has been as accommodating as you as you as they can Well, not no. I don't want to say that. Hoover has been accommodating to a certain extent, and so um, they have committed to donate the land um, at uh, the Finley Center, which is a great place Whoa. for for the skate park. Yeah, I mean, and you you had talked about yeah. kind of
0: the land. Aspect kind of being yeah. one of the things checked off. But so many other things, I guess, that have to
1: happen. Yeah, since then, uh, two major hurdles. One being they were like, well, okay, we'll donate the land, but you have to raise the money. And so, Easy. and I'm like, well, I mean, I'll help raise the money, but I can't raise 800000 to a million dollars to build a skate park. And for a couple of reasons. One, it's almost impossible to raise that much money for a skate park. But it is almost impossible to raise that much money for a skate park that will be built um, and be owned, managed by a city. And so it's not a privately held skate park. It would be a city park. And so, yeah. And so, you know, it would, it's. So, in order for this to happen, the city of Hoover is going to have to help fund this project. Mm -hmm. And to date, they have not been willing to even have that conversation that's not to say they're terrible people and that's not to say they're anti-skateboarding mother yeah Yeah. no it's not to say any of that it's just not been a priority for them at least up until this point but i am working tirelessly to help convince them otherwise so that's one huge hurdle the other huge hurdle is is that like you just alluded to with all my free time i mean i started this nonprofit. i've got it set up I've done all these things, but I am I'm literally one man, and so um, it's tough to do everything. I, I have no idea about branding, and I have no idea how to like I, Instagram. I like, I don't I don't want to deal with any of that because yeah. it's it takes too much of my time, and so I'm like, well, I just need to focus my time on talking to the John Lydas of the world, and um, you know, and the Casey Middlebrookses. These are all Hoover City Councilmen. Instead, now I've got to form, form this nonprofit. I've got to get a whole team of people who are going to help with fundraising and events and raising awareness. And, you know, we need a, you know, we need some type of branding. I'm not, I don't, you know, I know it's important, but I'm like, okay, we need some good branding. So we had a, somebody design some really cool stuff, but it's like, I can't run a I can't run an Instagram page and I can't do all these things that you need in order to be successful in, in raising funds. Um, I can't run these online deals, whether it be a GoFundMe or all that. I just don't have the bandwidth to do it. Sure. And so finding people who are more excited, who are excited enough to say, that's cool, to I really want to help you and this is how I'm going to help you, has been a challenge. there's so many people that love the idea and like, Hey, I can help. I'll give you 15 bucks. I'll buy a t-shirt. I'll do that. And that's great. And that goes a long way, but man, we, I really need some people who say, you know what? I'll handle this. I'll handle that. I'll get a, I'll get a, a a team of people who can handle these grassroots efforts. We'll, we'll do skating events. We'll do bake sales. I mean, anything and everything will be super helpful All right. I understand the importance of videography and photography and we're going to do these fun events and we're going to take some really cool pictures and really cool videos. And, you know, we're potentially to do a GoFundMe. We'll, we'll handle that side of things. If, if that side was handled, I could handle the political side. And, um, and so, um, so yeah, that, that's the two big hurdles helping like getting Hoover convinced that this is important and this is a a great opportunity for them to invest in is a huge challenge but equally as difficult it's it's going to be to build a team that can really help yeah and so those have been my two biggest challenges i've not been so discouraged that i've given up i i won't i won't but it's a lot more difficult than i thought it would be yeah well, if anybody is interested in becoming
0: involved, absolutely. Um, uh, yeah. What's the best way to get in touch? Heed the call, Alabama. Yeah, yeah I'm saying, man. Uh, Please, we got I a mean, lot of skaters that listen to this podcast and stuff, so I definitely wanted to put a little plug out there. Yeah, yeah. Because um, I saw your video where you posted, where you're kind of, hey, man, kind of what you just said. Yeah, I kind of reaching out. At the end of the day, team, we
1: just so. need advocates, people yeah. who are advocating on behalf of this skate park, helping raise funds, but not raise millions. Like I'm not asking you to help raise a hundred thousand dollars, but yeah. just raise awareness be a an ambassador so to speak who's constantly speaking about these talking to people talking to businesses and uh and then if you live in the city of hoover the most effective thing that we can do as hoover residents because that's where i live is to pressure the city council to build this skate park and if they know that this is important for the residents of hoover they will absolutely build it um you know the sad reality is is that you know, politicians are passionate about things that will get them votes. Yeah. And so if they know you're passionate about this and that at the end of the day, if you don't support the things that that if they don't support the things that you do, then there's always another option. Mm-hmm. And so um, I think getting enough support and there's so many people in Hoover that are so stoked about it. But like we need we need a thousand people. Yeah. Calling and emailing every single city councilman and said, "Thank you for your support for Skate Alabama and building the skate park at the Finley Center. Thank you for also allocating a portion of money out of your budget to build this thing as well." Um, so, thank you. But if you don't, then there'll be another option. We can we can we'll vote somebody in yeah. who who will see the importance of offering a little bit more diversity to, for our kids. And um, and for the community. Um, And so I think that that would I mean, we would gain so much traction if the city council knew that that this is a hot topic and that if they don't get behind it, then uh, I think the next election term is in two years that they won't be a city councilman anymore. So,
0: I definitely think the popularity is growing. Um, and and having you know, having the beautiful skate park that we do have downtown, amazing. I'm hoping, um, that it'll have kind of the trickle down effect. And that more now that we actually have something physical to show, like, hey, this is what it can look like, this is what it can be, here's a working model of it, and it's run by the city. Um, uh, I think there's an outside. Uh, Skate Park Alliance yeah, so, organization yeah, Mark, that actually...
1: Uh, Mark, who owns that company, I've gotten to know really well. We yeah. talk, talk on a regular basis. and But my understanding is they're kind of the man, the middleman that manages manage the, it, the park. They manage it. And now stuff. it's... So, yeah, it's, it's managed by this group, um, ran and facilitated by the BJCC. Okay. Which is a little bit different than the city. And so... Okay. um But, yeah, so they work in connection with the BJCC, which is... Which is awesome because the 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 folks at the BJCC are amazing, and they're like, "Let's do it. Anything you need. Yeah. Let's do events. Let's let's do all kinds of fun stuff." Which is super cool. But yeah, you think about it. We have an amazing skate park. I mean, it's a world class skate park in the city of Birmingham. I think. Don't hold me to this, but I think it's maybe the fifth largest. Skate oh, it park. is. Yeah, I yeah. think
0: it. I was. I think I was claiming it was the fourth, but it's either the fourth or fifth. Fourth or fifth, which country. is amazing.
1: Yeah. But the city of uh, Huntsville is, is investing over $3 million in building.
0: Oh, there's going to be massive. you seen it, photos of it? Yeah, what, it's insane. What Dude. is in the water
1: over there? Man. I don't know, but I love it.
0: But that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. I, I saw today um, there's an a Alabama skateboarding group on Facebook. Um, you can go there to find all the local skateboarding news, and they're growing every day. Uh, but Peter, uh, Faith Skate Supply, posted something about uh, trying to get some signatures and, and get the ball rolling for a skate park in Irondale. Dude. So it's like, it's, Whoa. I'm, I'm starting to see the wheels turn and you go out West, you know, I mean, there's skate park on every corner. Right. And so I definitely don't see the downside to having more skate parks. No, I mean, and,
1: if, if you got one of and the, now
0: that we have at least one catalyst, yeah. you know, maybe now people will be like, Oh dude, that's cool. Yeah. I want our city to have that. Yeah. You
1: know? I'm, I'm doing the math. And I think that, the one in Huntsville will be one of – well, it will be one of the biggest skate parks in the country. And it looks big. It's insane. And Indeed. And so uh, the, Coleman, Coleman of all places, is building a skate park. Are you serious? Yeah. No, I didn't know about I that. And so Spawn Ranch, the same design build firm that we're using for the skate park in Hoover, is building the one in Coleman.
0: Wow. Okay. That wasn't on my radar at all.
1: And so they're building one. Look and it's up, Alabama, and it's, man. And it's 100% funded by the city of Coleman. Really? Love. And then you've got now this this, this movement for i Come Irondell on, Hoover. Do you do? It's like, yeah, come on. Like, hey, if Coleman can do it, we can. Anybody can do it. If if Coleman can do it, <laughs> anybody can do it. So,
2: yeah. We, uh, we love, we love Coleman. We do love uh, Coleman. Coleman's great.
1: Okay. I like Coleman. Yeah, I like Colbin's going to the great. lake
0: and stuff, and we're it.
1: Yeah, and they have a big music festival up there. Okay. It's a big country music festival. 70,000 people.
0: Well, I would be remiss if we didn't talk skateboarding a little bit, so I, yeah. had, to, I had to put that plug in there and, and all the cool things you guys are doing with the skate park. But, yeah, man, Furnace Fest. Uh, anybody check it out? Uh, yeah. Go to FurnaceFest.com. What's the best no, no, way? FurnaceFest.us. Okay, I did that wrong. I, I Googled FurnaceFest.com. And it's so like,
1: FurnaceFest.com was taken, and Dude, I think the guy wanted want $10,000. Are you serious? We said, we'll just go with FurnaceFest.us. Yeah, US. Dot, yeah. Dot yeah. Dot org. Yeah. And so, yeah, FurnaceFest.us, you can get your tickets now. But for those who listen to this podcast, and yeah, so for those who listen to this podcast, what we're going to do, once it goes live, we're going to open up for 48 hours. Um, The ability for anybody who listens to the podcast to get 20% off their ticket purchase
2: oh snap yeah
1: so listen to heavy ultra and get 20 percent off so what do you want the code to be you want it to be heavy ultra yeah, yeah just heavy do ultra. heavy ultra all right yeah. so um for the so for 48 hours after this goes live anybody who listens to the podcast and puts heavy ultra in will get 20 percent off their ticket price dude that is the coolest that thing that's ever yeah, come in this podcast that's awesome yeah, man. absolutely man well johnny you are the man yes uh, it's been
0: awesome getting to know you and 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 seeing you out and about and stuff and uh Yeah, thanks for coming back to talk all things Furnace Fest. uh, Look forward to the next time. We'll do it next year. Yeah, Yeah, man. It'll be
1: great.